Hey guys, and welcome to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am your host as always. My name is Aaron. Uh, I have with me in the studio today, Ilan from Lost and Rewound. Say hi. 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 <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on today. Oh, it is my pleasure. You're yeah. most welcome. Um, we were talking a little bit before, but you've played like Dungeons and Dragons before a little bit, right? Yeah, a little bit. I've, I've also uh, uh, played a game called Bunnies and Burrows. Bunnies? What? I'm sorry. What is Bunnies and Burrows? <laughs> so, you know, the Douglas Adams book, Watership Down. Uh, yes. Somebody, I can't say who, but I know that this is a thing you can look up online. That is, mm-hmm. uh, it's a game that was developed by somebody who was inspired by the book and decided to make an entire world based on bunnies just going around fighting, healing, adventuring. And it's in the Warren. Oh my goodness. And like they can only count up to five, like so they have no <laughs> idea how much the distance is. I played it, uh, full disclosure, in middle school, so it's been some time. But I have very strong and very uh, uh, wonderful memories of being in this you know, room with a bunch of dorks and we we're just like having a blast. Oh my God. Oh, Wait, so, so it's, great. Called, it's called Bunnies and what? Burrows. Bunnies and Burrows. As opposed to Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why aren't we playing that then? Um, just kidding. Well, we'll definitely have to get you on to play again. So I guess you were a uh, very hardcore nerd in your previous days. I really enjoyed playing RPGs more on like video game consoles than I did in um, more live action setting. Mm. But that was more just based on the other extracurricular activities I had. I was mm-hmm. a theater dork more than anything. And so for a lot of crossover. Sure. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, live action role playing, for example, um, was a big thing when I was in high school. And it's even, it's just as big now. A bunch of right. uh, contemporaries when I was growing up in Woodstock uh, were big into like adventure game theater. And then they transferred over to something called Wayfinder. You're looking at me. Do you know? Have you heard of these? Uh, yeah. No, I definitely have. Um, live action theater is definitely like something that. Or no, role-playing theater is like something that I hadn't really conceptualized as a thing. I know LARPing, of course, live-action yeah. role-playing. Is that just the same thing? Or Yeah, I mean, so the guys, uh, I can read uh, when they started it up, uh, it was like a camp. They were inspired by their experiences with adventure game theater. And I remember uh, being so like inspired by like how they were able to channel the imagination that comes with creating these worlds and creating, mm. you know, co- community and cooperation and, mm-hmm. in, you know, just like, you know, improvisation, just straight up improvisation yeah. and, tra- and you know, transferring that to, you know, making a summer camp for children uh, where they could, you know, do that and get that hands-on experience. And it, 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 it was huge. And I Wait, could, so it was a summer camp where you would just play as a fantasy character all the whole time? That's right. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, how... How did this miss me? Like, I missed I'm me. So, I, I I can't believe it. So one yeah. summer in high school when yeah. I, oh no, not even, not even a lot. Jeez. I was in college. I remember it was my sophomore year and I finally somehow went all those years without uh, not being a counselor at a summer camp. And then, uh-huh. you know, at 20, 19, 20 years old, uh, I got to be a counselor for the first time uh, and it, they interpolated this thing is called Mythics Quest, which is so funny since now Rob McLeanay or whatever his name mm. is from It's Always Sunny has a okay. show on Apple TV where it's like Mythic Quest, Raven's Banquet or something. <laughs> but back in the day, there was a thing at this camp that I worked at where they in, they immersed 
like a whole like side program with live action role playing. So I got to have my own foam foam sword. I got to take uh, advantage of you know being uh, a bit of a leader with kids in my in our group who were into the whole idea of live action role playing. So oh I got to goodness. deal. I got I got to play be a be a kid again in that regard, and that was a lot of fun. And a lot of those live action role play yeah. uh, folks that I mentioned, and you know their. Uh, their friends were all involved in that. So I did get a chance to do a little bit of it uh, okay. on the live action tip. Yeah. Um, how did, how did it compare to like other stuff that you've played? Like obviously a lot of what we do, what I do here and what we do at gameplay radio. And also what a lot of people talk about are they're not live action role playing in the same sense because yeah. we're, you know, sitting down yes. and just using our brains instead of our bodies as well. Well, I will say that. Um, and Clearly, like there's so many episodes of the show that I, uh, you know, like what you have forty episodes of this show or something already, right? Or <laughs> that's a, shockingly, yes, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I, no, I, I can hardly believe it myself. To and be honest, there's uh, like only so many uh, shows that I've gotten a chance to hear, but from the ones that I've gotten a chance to hear, I think I'm just blown away and also pleased about just the creativity that comes with all the different types of uh, tabletop RPGs that mm. exist out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I mean, imagination is a wonderful thing, and being able to transfer that uh, imagination, whether you're a drunken bear or just yeah. like, uh, or you know, eat, you know, fighting drunken bears, or you know, what like when uh, DJ Defiance was on here as a magpie, you know, trying to yeah, yeah. Uh, kill the witch hunter. I don't know. I, I yeah, just, yeah. It's it's great. I'm on board. It's all it's all imagination, and no. I, I'm 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 totally signing up for that. Thanks. All the yeah. Time. No, and I love having. Um, other RFB hosts on, like I've had, I actually had Lisa Le- Lisa Levy come on uh, from Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit on Thursdays. Um, she was also, she played like a Golden Sea thing and right, you said DJ Defiance trying to like kill somebody and sort of succeeding and sort of failing. Um, and and now you, I'm just going to like collect the whole studio to come into uh, my space. And, come like, with us. <laughs> One of us. One of us. I know. Um, that's such my favorite thing about, like, one of my favorite things I think about being, like, sort of the nerd, the nerd central at the station, maybe. Yeah. Because it, like, I feel like it gives like hosts like an opportunity. Like everyone, I feel like everyone at the station is so cool. You know what I mean? Like everyone is like are doing all of the stuff. I mean, like lost and rewound. Like your whole thing. Not is yet. That you're... The epicenter of cool. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who goes around and like bothers people to come on the show to listen to old tapes from their yesteryears. Uh, well, <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's that's like a really kind of funny and like fun idea, and I think something that's that's like really cool and things that will people that will get into. And I love like seeing that these people are also like huge nerds who just really want to just play random fantasy people too. The the through line Aaron I think is the uh, the the willingness to not be totally, you know, succumb to the adulthood. You know, you're mm. a kid at the at the, at the heart of it no matter what and to be able to tap into that kid and remind yourself of who you used to be and who you, and, you know making that who you and attributing that to who you are now and listening back to old audio from when you were younger mm. when you know we have such short attention spans as humans as it is as we get older and the fact that we can listen back and f- re- realize oh my god that was freaking forever ago yeah and it wasn't that long ago in relativity relatively speaking but it feels like forever ago and so to be able to connect those dots is so so important 
to be able to remember remind ourselves that we've come a long way. Yeah. So even though it's been not long at all, <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. That's that's really thoughtful, and that's kind of what you do. That's what you do on Lost and Rewound. That's right. Right. That's right. Um, and, and and you do a little bit of that here too, because it's hmm. allowing you to, people to remember that they at one point had imagination that is just waiting to be tapped into. Yeah. Ooh, I I like that. That's a great line. Um. I hope anyone who's listening also thinks about that in themselves. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, that's a really good way to put it. Um, so I guess this should be the moment that we actively uh, plug where they can like listen to your show. Yeah, of course. Sure, of course. Yeah. Um, 3 to 4 p.m. right after Dr. Lisa gives a shit on Thursdays, in fact. Um, mm-hmm. So very uh, humbled to have such a... Uh, kind slot uh from rfb to uh follow such a a a lovely program as that one lost and rewound is here on rfb every thursday from 3 to 4 p.m and uh if you want to submit anything uh any old audio or old video with audio being the dominant feature uh you can email the show at lost and rewound at radiofreebrooklyn.org um and otherwise you can see all of our episodes online on the radio free brooklyn website at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash lir cool uh yeah i think there's got to be definitely some people out there who have past recordings of themselves playing Dungeons and Dragons actually <laughs> oh yeah I mean the number oh, of yeah. people I've actually actively talked to in the D&D community who have been like I I have a podcast about Dungeons and Dragons that have just like yeah like go for it let's do it um yeah. and yeah I think it's it's just a great mode for for that sort of storytelling as well so Colby had a yeah you're welcome Colby <laughs> of who did young per- who does young persons radio rather um mm. was on the show once and uh, it, though the context of the the, pers- the the actual story behind that clip was different, I, and just the fact that he was playing cards with his friends and yeah. they recorded themselves playing cards, it's the same thing. Sure. It's community, friends gathered around, hearing voices from the past. Exactly, exactly. And um, we have all of that at RFB and in Brooklyn in general. Yes. Um, which... I guess we should maybe start demonstrating a little bit. What do you say? I'm all for that. Yeah, let's do that. Before we get into it, though, I do have to read through some announcements. Read through those announcements, Aaron. Ahem. 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 So, here we go. The first one we have to read here. Sisters with Purpose seeks to empower women and their families by providing resources that will help them develop necessary skills to become engaged with community participants, not partnerships, participants. On March 28th, they will be hosting their annual Women's History Luncheon to honor the amazing women in their community. Uh, For more information, check out sisterswithpurpose.net. Easy, simple, check them out. That sounds really cool. Definitely. uh, Like... Learning more information online would definitely be the way to go. Um, so definitely check out sisterswithpurpose.net. Uh, but also don't forget to support us uh, children here in the studio um, during our Drive to Five fundraising campaign. Uh, as uh, I say every week, and it's still very important for me to say, um, in May, Radio Free Brooklyn turns five, and we need to raise $25,000 so we can continue bringing you commercial-free, independent radio for another five years. 
Uh, we're still only about 30% of the way there. Um, so we have a long way to go in just a couple of months. It's March now. May's not that far off, people. Um, we could really use some help. Um, we could really use some help continuing to tap into our inner child and helping you tap into your inner child. True. So if you want to uh, continue being a child, why don't you make a small monthly donation um, by texting RFB Give Five, that's the number five, to 44321. You can make a pledge right there from your phone, or you can donate online at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash drive to five. Um, we have some great gifts, some incentives, um, such as limited edition five year t shirts designed by former Clash m- manager Cosmo Vinyl. Um, so I think that you should definitely check that out as well. Super um, good swag. Oh my God. That swag is so real. I know. I, I can't it. believe I haven't bought a shirt yet. I feel a little bit guilty because, um, so many people have, and I'm just like, yeah, it's such a cool fucking shirt. You know what? What? I'm with you right there. What? That I haven't gotten. Yeah, I haven't gotten either. Yeah, okay. But uh, I really need to. I know. I love the designs and I just, I, Tom Tenney, please don't listen to this episode. Don't listen to this. <laughs> don't listen to this. Tom Tenney is our, um basically creator of the entire he's our swami he's the dad of all of these children um he's the he's the station dad so dad please don't listen um unless you're my actual dad i love you um i told my dad that i was doing this by the way he was like i i think i'll be just doing some work don't take offense to the fact that i don't support your radio free brooklyn endeavors (laughs) like i'm not taken dad it's okay yeah i mean you don't even listen to my show I know. I, I constantly like to um, joke about the fact it's like, yeah, I think my mom is my biggest fan, uh-huh. um, but I don't really know who else listens. But uh, if hey, if you're listening, uh, thanks. Yes. <laughs> I, I really appreciate it. Um, and thank you for continuing to support RFB, yes, whoever you may be. Please continue to support RFB so that I can cont- continue shouting out my mom whenever necessary. Because uh, <laughs> listen, if you love a mother... Support my mother by letting me shout her out every week. Um, so I guess we should start getting into the game. Yeah. What we're playing today is a game called Sexy Battle Wizards. Ooh. Um, I know. I fucking love the name of this game. Also created by Grant Howitt because I can't stop playing his games. He uh, created the one that we played last week, which um, was Sad Vampire Boyfriend. So we're getting into... <laughs> A lot of different areas right now, but Sexy Battle Wizards uh, is, you know, about these sexy battle wizards, really exactly what it says. Um, Elon's character, who he has named Everly, right? Mm -hmm. Everly uh, is a member of the College Errant, an organization based in a magical flying castle uh, that roves the land looking to avert arcane disasters and fight injustice. But he has zero authority to do this. The cops hate him and this organization. And he's wanted in uh, several countries for collateral damage caused while saving the world. So it's, it's byproduct. Sorry. I mean, when you're that sexy, what can you do? What can you do? You got to be a sexy battle wizard. Yep. Um, so uh, this is kind of where Everly's at. Would you like to describe anything else about him? Um, he, uh, Everly, is a dangerous rebel with a very, very cool jacket. Ooh. Just to make it clear, <laughs> when he's in the room, that is, you know, I'm Everly, motherfuckers. Yeah. 
Uh, what does a jacket look like? Oh, God. You know, if I had to think of one thing, it would be like an even cooler version than the jacket that Ryan Gosling had in Drive. Okay. All right. I can see it. Like sleek. Yeah. And and Everly isn't necessarily a sleek dude, but he, 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 he it's like a members only jacket. <laughs> the only member is himself. That's right. Um, uh, he's from the magic school Path of Beasts. Yeah. So he's kind of like an empath, if you will. Uh, he mm-hmm. he knows how to talk to the animals. I, for one, am very much uh, akin to that in, in per- some ways. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> As I speak to the beasts on a daily basis. Right. Yes. Uh, um, also, paid, uh, Alan was also recently talking about how he was on Shane's Everybody Plays the Fool for an episode about dogs. That's so. right. I was I was sought out to talk about the pooches. <laughs> One with the dogs, one with the beasts. One with the beasts. Uh, um, that's all I think I can t- talk about, probably. Great. We'll develop more as we go along, for sure. Um, I will also, I just want to give a quick rundown of the rules, because sometimes I feel like I forget to do that, and then people who are listening might get confused as to what the fuck is going on. Essentially, uh, whenever Everly wants to do something that could like tip the odds in his favor... Uh, He's going to have to roll a certain number of D6, six-sided dice. Um, The number of dice depends on which stat he's using, sexy, battle, or wizard are three stats that he has. Um, And he can roll a number of dice equal to whatever Everly is best or worst at. So um, that is basically, he's going to be doing all the rolling. I will be doing all the dictating. And um, essentially, if he ever rolls like lower than the difficulty level, if he like fails his roll, he also has stress and determination stats. So the stress number are a number of dice that he can use at any time to add to one of his rolls to give him advantage, like extra advantage on the roll. Um, Stress points are a little dangerous because if at any point, if he fails a roll, if the stress points are higher than what he rolled, then his character is going to explode in ma- in a magical burst and reappear back inside the castle because um, apparently it just has sexy battle wizards have a respawn effect. So, um, man, yeah, what a life! Pretty cool. What a, what a, what a, what a re life! I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't <laughs> mind having a respawn effect. Yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. Whenever I get really stressed out, just like, and then I ride back at home. Yeah. I guess I wouldn't get a lot of work done though. So it would um, be very redundant. Yeah, just like a like a Bill Murray Groundhog Day sort of effect. Oh man, okay, I gotta <laughs> do that all over again. Yeah, exactly. It's like I just started this. <laughs> um, but those are the rules. Okay. Now let's get into some game. If this will actually. Oh yeah, what kind of soundtrack is this getting? I can only imagine. Well, it's not. It's not something's wrong here. Uh-oh. Oh, uh, it's because I've turned on the wrong one. Here it is. Ooh. This sets the mood. Yes. So, you're feeling very epic about yourself, Everly. Uh, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, Why wouldn't I be epic? I mean, come on. And you have been made aware... The college errant has made you aware of an emergency happening on the ground underneath the castle at this very moment. 
Okay. Do I know? Am I am I briefed on this emergency? You are briefed on the emergency. The emergency, as it appears right now, is that there has been an outbreak of elementals. An outbreak of elementals. Define elementals. I'm sorry. Um, I, I, it's been a while. Elementals are uh, like these, like kind of magical feyish creatures that um, are mostly like element element based. So like fire elemental or water or sure. air. Is there one for Earth as well? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. There so, is. so okay. If I know a thing or two about elementals, that must mean there are four of them. Uh, perhaps, or it could be multiple of the same kind of elemental. Interesting. The most dangerous part is that it appears that they have gotten into the occult library. Oh no, that that can't be. Yeah, the occult library uh, that is inside of the town beneath you. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, the town that is uh, beneath the floating castle in which you live is um, not really known for being open and welcoming to sexy battle wizards. That make, Yep, I understand. Because you see, um, it's very... They have very strict policies. In fact, they're a very military-based military based society. Um, everything has a very strict order... They're constantly trying to get into battles with neighboring cities. And, uh, in fact, right now, they are in the middle of um, a bit, you know, a military parade to kind of show off their might to anyone who might be watching. And meanwhile, this just is all happening. Meanwhile, in, there's in a the fire library. in the library. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, that, that, that needs to put, we need to put a stop to that while everyone's distracted, huh? Perhaps so. All right. Um, I suppose I should probably find a way to go without being noticed to the library to catch the uh, catch get, get to the scene perhaps so okay um I'm going to well first I have to get down there so do I get, um, can I fly down there or? I would say that you get beamed down I get beamed down. sure you get magical beams down into the city do I need to roll for that um I'll just let it. I'll let that one happen. Okay. Um, I'll say that you know transportation to and from you know the College Errant Castle is pretty easy to do. Okay. Um, well, if there's a fire happening, I need to find a way to put out that fire. Um, I need to. I, I need to to call, summon on on mm-hmm. some animal or some creature that uh, spews water. Perhaps so. How do I do that if I'm, you know, if it's a animal, if it's a creature that requires water, I guess, you know, if there requires water to be in, they don't need necessarily to be in the water to be summoned, do they? Um, I don't think so. I think um, with your magical ability being the path of beasts, you can just summon the being. I think if you summon like. I don't know, a goldfish that's not going to last very long outside of water. What, but what about if I... Uh, maybe you can, like, pop something in and out What? What if before I, it suffocates. It, I was going to say, what if I summoned on, like, a whale? <laughs> <laughs> that really wouldn't work. Uh, I mean, you, maybe. I you mean, they, try. I mean, they, I mean, a whale can spew water. Uh, that is true. A sperm whale. A, yep, you could, you could summon a sperm whale. Okay. I think... Um, it would depend on... <laughs> That's going to be bigger than the library, though. It, it is going to be very fucking massive and probably cause a lot of damage, but that is your risk. That no, is the... no. Okay, that's funny. I oh, mean, and I get to God. set the difficulty for these things, just so you know. So I can set it at a high difficulty if I need to. 
Okay. Um, this is this is tough. This is tough. I need to find. Oh, you know what? If a dolphin can probably, uh, or or a beluga whale, or no, no, I'm trying to think of a smaller. Try, yeah, I don't. I have to admit, I am not, <laughs> not a biologist. Um, adult like. Hmm. Is there a way that like I can summon like? What about an elephant? Yeah, but I need. But is there water? Okay, here's a question. Yeah. Is there a, a a composite or deposit of water near the library that if I were to be summoning an elephant that I could? Hmm. I would get? say that um there is. Like a you know a res- a water reserve you know for the city yes. that you could try to pull from. I okay. mean it's a little bit away, but you can you know trot on over and summon your elephants and then trot on back and okay. do that. Yeah, well, let's go that. I want to tr- I want to definitely get that water so I can help. Okay. Um. I want uh, as the wizard specifically, right? Right. So that's wizard. Right. That's that would be your wizard stat. Yep. Okay. Um, and I am going to. Set the difficulty um, at, I'll set it at four. Okay. And I'm rolling two, right? You're rolling two dice. Okay. That's a four and a one, so that's a five. Uh, you don't add them together. You I just don't add take, them together. You take the dice that has the higher. Which is four. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So essentially, you roll two dice because you're better at it. Got it. Um, so, so you like have advantage. On I it, have so. an advantage. So but I, I matched the difficulty. So you matched it. Um, right. Okay. If it's equal, you succeed and you mark one stress. Okay. So you did succeed in getting this water, uh, getting this elephant through all of this. Um, but you have one stress because this elephant's He's, you know, maybe a little bigger than you expected. <laughs> and when you summon him, you do summon him onto like a nearby building. Okay. Kind of crushes the building. He crushes the whole building. Well, how big was this building? Well, so it's not like a building. I guess it's, it's more a house. Like a house. Ugh. He crushes a house. Okay, fine. Um, and collateral as, damage. Right. And as you crush the house, um, you see someone coming up to you. See someone coming up to you. Who you actually recognize? Uh, he is the uh, police chief of this neighborhood, the uh, sexy chief of wizard police, uh-huh. as it's described by this game. Sexier than me? Um, well, you're not sure, but he uh, he is very. Um, he's got that kind of like kind of tanned, like a little bit of like a like a dark beard, like kind of cropped, but still kind of. Sh- like carefully shaped, like mm. curly black hair. What a stud! He's a stud, essentially. Um, and he comes up to you and goes, "Well, now, what are you doing here?" I am trying to get th- this elephant back where he belongs. He should not be here. <laughs> That's a charm. Uh, you're gonna. Tr- you're trying to charm him. And and prove that I, I am trying to help. <laughs> uh, okay, why don't you roll roll for sexy? Uh, six. Okay, yeah. Uh, I didn't set that to. I said that at a five. 
Um, so you do succeed. Um, right. And you can describe what happens. Look, the Since el- you beat the difficulty. The, this elephant is totally out of place. There's no reason why they should be here. I have been instructed by their caretaker to get him back to safety, and I'm uh, so sorry for any damage that was caused by the by by this elephant. Uh, but uh, you will not be worrying about them any longer. Uh, I will get them to safety. Um. So you say this to him with uh, a smile and a uh, rugged assurity that um, makes him like kind of like he like nods a little bit <laughs> he's like yeah alright I mean we have enough going on today and yeah. we really don't want any more funny business sure so no more funny business okay <laughs> I, 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 I accept that uh, offer and I will be on my way okay and uh, side note I'm yeah. on my way to and the library to the library okay. <laughs> with the elephant <laughs> yeah and, um, but we need, but do we, excuse me, do we have the water? Yeah, in, you have the water. Okay. So, um. And you, how, you do manage to. Well, hmm? Excuse me? How far, what? Were you gonna, yeah, I was going to say, how far is the library from where this, uh, occurred? It's, it's not too, it's not too far. It's maybe like five, like a five minute. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to get any more shit from any of these, these guys until I, uh, before I get over there. I think you're okay to get over there and like, okay. You, so you put out the fire, you do still hear like something happening, like inside the library. Like there's still, there's still beings inside. What kind of beings, what sounds are they making? Um, it sounds like the breaking of wood, uh, ripping pages, weird screeches, kind of weird, like rushing sounds. It sounds like they're just tearing the whole place apart. I'm going in. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I? I guess I'll leave the elephant. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll uh, say goodbye to the elephant since I could just right. I mean, I was just sure. Yeah, you can pop him back out. I'm, I'm all right. I'm, I'm going in on my own as as just as me, Everly, without the elephant, and I'm going to uh, <laughs> assess what's inside before making my next move. You move, you go into the uh, library, and you see that uh, it's essentially in ruins from these weird kind of ethereal floating, floating elemental like beings, like kind of weirdly like rooting around and like digging, and they look like it seems like they're almost like looking for something, and they seem to have, after destroying everything, have focused on and have been like kind of. There seems to be like they're wrecking around, and then you look down and you see that there's this like hole in the floor of this library. What how big is this hole? Um it is about like maybe ten feet by ten feet, like ten feet in diameter. Oh that's huge. Yeah, it's a pretty big hole. And and, and are they com- are they going in and out of this hole or um well they're so they're kind of destroying things. Um and it looks like uh there are a couple of like earthy looking elementals that are kind of like climbing in and out and like kind of digging through stuff, but they're not like I wouldn't say that that was where they originated from. It just looks like that's what they're like they're like digging okay um and so how big are these are small creatures right um they're about medium size how many of them are there there are about um Four of them. I think I could take... Um, so, prob- like, there's one, like, there was one fire one that's, like, 
since you douse the building, it's yeah. like basically kind of like a, like kind of looks oddly like a lump of coal. Yeah. In the corner, just kind of like kind of weakened by the water. Uh, there's a water one that's kind of like splashing around all the books, and then there are uh, two like earth ones that are like seem to be like digging and coming out and like digging and coming out. Okay. Uh, I, I have two ideas. Um, one is I want to call on another creature, but I do want to see if there's any chance that I can uh, that that my uh, ghost wolf glaive, my sword mm. that I have, might be useful. Uh, in this situation on a hand-to-hand combat. Okay, you're going to try to fight him? I'm going to try and... I mean, I don't know how many of them I'm going to be able to fend off, but if at the very least, if there's any way that I could fend off while also having, uh, you know, an, a creature that I can summon on my side. But okay. I, I figure that's one thing before the other. The, yes, one... That's a, Those are two different roles. That's right. Uh, so if you want to fight with the glaive, I yep. would say go ahead and roll for that. Okay. And I'll say that's a four difficulty. Okay. And I rolled a six. Okay. Um, describe how you fight these things and successfully fight them. Hey. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking to you over here. <laughs> Come on over here. <laughs> yeah. I got something to tell you. You heckle them? I heckle them. Okay. Uh, so you heckle them and um, they all kind of like stop what they're doing and look at you. The kind of Kogon kind of just kind of flumps over. It's pretty weak as it is. It's not really doing much. And But the other ones come like rushing at you and as you swing your glaive, um, it gives this horrible, this um, ghostly howl. It goes, oh, and this um, like along with the slashing of your swords, these like, ethereal like waves it looks like kind of like cloudy ghosty material this ghost like pops out and like takes bites out of them while you're swinging your sword as well takes bites out of out of the out of the elementals like doing some damage wait so they have like parasites or no 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 your sword is doing yeah this. my sword is doing that yeah. oh, oh my oh i see it's a ghost <laughs> oh my goodness okay yeah perfect yeah. so uh I- i've done some damage uh-huh do we have any of them left? Uh, they are. Um, I mean, they're they're like still alive, but they're not like they're weakened. They're basically uh, debilitated at this point. I call on a badger to finish them off. You call on a badger to finish them off, <laughs> as opposed to a wolf, which I already you know just used the sure. ghost of. All right, but yeah. I feel like a badger is going to want to investigate and. Uh, and excavate whatever is left of these creatures' insides. So okay, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, roll for roll for wizard summoning. Okay. I'll put that also at a four. All right. This is standard sexy battle wizard business. Four. Four. Okay. So um, mark one stress because uh, even though it does succeed, um, you summon this badger and um, he. <laughs> Nah, hmm, what happens that's bad? So you summon this badger, and he does, in fact, uh, eat the remains of these, um... He does, in fact, eat the remains of these uh, elementals. Uh-oh. Uh, but as he eats the coal one... Uh-oh. He, um... <laughs> he bursts into flame. Oh, no! And, uh... But he doesn't die. He's just freaking out. And oh, he's no. freaking out and he sprints out the library off into the unknown of the city. Oh, no. I'm so sorry, bro. 
<laughs> oh, oh dear. Um, well, I can't save him. He, uh, he he's already gone. So I'm I'm still in the library in this ruined library. Yeah, but there's a hole. I'm gonna, uh, and there's in the no there's no other live uh, uh, no, nothing else that's trying to kill me at this time. <laughs> no, nothing is killing you at this. Or moment. or killing the books. No, no. I I'm mean, gonna investigate the hole. Destroyed. Okay, you investigate the hole. I mean, it looks it's dark. You're kind of listening. You look in. You're listening in, and you hear this. Um, you hear what sounds like metallic clanking oh, in geez. a way. Like this weird, like echoey, like it's pretty far off, but you hear some sort of clanking. Uh, but that's all that you hear. It's hollow, right? It's a hollow hole. Like it's very, like it seems pretty deep. Yeah, it looks like it's a tunnel. Could I um, maybe summon a mole to go down in there and uh, and investigate? Um, sure. You want the mole to like go in, check it out, and come back. Yeah. And, like, tell you what's happening? <laughs> well, I mean, I was well, going to think of a... if you can, like, talk with the beasts, I suppose you yeah. could. Yeah. And, I mean, I was also thinking of a smaller animal, too, to be less, uh, be more... Uh, more subtle. Yeah, more subtle. Okay, so you're Ooh. hoping for, like, sneak... For, yeah, like, sneaking but level. something's okay. got to be fast, too, right? Sure. So, um, let's go with, for smaller creature, let's go with a mouse. Or, no, or is it is it, like, a very difficult tunnel or it's a pretty clear tunnel it's a pretty like smooth it's a pretty well crafted tunnel from those uh earth elementals yeah let's let's you rock know, they, they know their shit rocking it with a mouse rocking it with a mouse uh, with a mouse not a rocking mouse. it with a mouse <laughs> baby <laughs> um so why don't you roll why don't you roll a four roll like roll for roll for wizard and it's a difficulty four Ooh. What'd you get? Three. You got a three? Yeah. Uh-oh. Okay, that fails. Um, gain a stress. and okay. one, Gain one stress and one determination. Um, And so as you go, as you send this mouse in to uh, go check it out, you hear... Um, Kind of like a, a panic squeak. Oh no, baby! And um, there's a big like a clang, a crash, and um, the uh, the walls of the tunnel cave in a little bit. Ooh. It's gonna be hard to get through now. I mean, I can't. I guess I can send another mouse. Technically, since it's still sm- big, small. True. Um, I don't want to have to kill another. But as you're doing this, yes. um, you hear kind of, oddly enough, a voice in your head. What's the voice say? The voice says, this isn't worth your time. Okay. Go home. Ooh. Why? Well, can I talk back to the voice? You can try. <laughs> how do you know how to measure the worth of my time? Because I know everything. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like this might be a waste of my time, but I also am curious how, uh, it, it, you know, if anything, if there's anything I could do to, uh, look at any of the books sure. in this library that I mean, might have an answer to 
Like, what happens when you hear crazy voices in the ground? <laughs> you want to look around the books? Yeah, I mean, if there's um, any way to know if there's a book that might be able to explain what, what, what that sound is before I just up and leave and move on to the next journey. Um, We have some time to do it. You have some time. I'm not sure what stat you would use, though. I would say you kind of are looking through... Things and I would say from perhaps from your knowledge of um, I would say perhaps you get a sense that in your wizardly uh, college like experience with all the stuff you kind of get the sense that this is someone who is communicating with you not just doing it in a weirdly sketchy way but they're not down down there in the hole um I mean, you're not exactly sure where it's coming from, but you're not going crazy. Dude, I mean, I'm just going to go down there if I can. I mean, there's not much of a hole left. Is there any way I can squeeze down there? Um, I mean, you can try. You would probably have to figure out some way to clear room, either by cutting it down or... Ah, that's where we get the burrowing mole. Burrowing it through or, you that, know... And that's where we get the mole. Using them sna- using them stats somehow. Okay. Yeah. Let's get that mole back in the, in the game for real. And let's dig more of that hole to get figure out what's going on down there. Okay. Roll for wizard. I'll say that's a five. And a five it is. Ayo. Uh, take one stress. Uh, because trying to direct this mole, like how to kind of dig through. They're blind. I mean, like, you know, they don't really know what's going on. Nope. Um, so you do manage to like get the hole open. Uh, but as you get it open, um, you see this, um, you, you kind of get it open and then you see in front of you is this, uh, oddly beautiful, uh, androgynous angelic face that goes, Hello, I told you it was a bad idea to come down here. <laughs> and it's, um, it, yeah, it's this weird, like, angel thing. What is so down here that I might not want to be here? Well, I mean, let's just put it this way. I would say that, um, I mean, I would say that um, attractive individuals such as yourself should probably not um, be in this place when things get hot. Oh, okay. Um, that's fair. Um, I am going to... Uh, so I'm down here, and there's no way I could really get out very quickly unless I uh, summoned another... I mean, so you have, like, you made a decent-sized hole, so you can get in and out. Okay. Well... So you're not, like, trapped down here. But there is this... Um, if you crawl through the hole and into the rest of the tunnel that is opening, what you see... Um, and I'll give you a bit more information. Um, what you see is... Uh, so you have this like angel creature standing in front of you with like a sword at their side, um, and you see behind them, behind them, like further along the tunnel, you see um, what appear to be these like weird robotic like automatons, like these what? metal things that are like climbing. They're like they seem to be like climbing out of the hole into another space, and you see that pe- they're bringing down these like basically what looks to be like ammunition and um it looks like they're pulling down like gunpowder and like anything that could explode they seem to be pulling it down into the tunnel hey baby any chance that uh we could put a stop to that uh whatever that project you got going is that uh um, that's a charm that's a charm let me put on a bit of the <laughs> <laughs> yes Oh, that's so righteous, Aaron. You know, I I understand. It's important. 
roll for charm. We'll say, um, we'll say it's a five. Six. Damn. All right. So you succeed, and um, why don't you tell us how you seduce exactly this uh, angel thing? My, I really like that sword that you have by your side. Why, thank you. It's very interesting that you have a sword when you're all the way down here. Why aren't you up there fighting like all the others? Well, I was sent down here to make sure that this happens. What's happening? Well, you know, things might get a little explodey. You get my drift. Well, where do you go when it explodes? Oh, I'm already half dead, so... (laughs) (laughs) Is that so, huh? Ah, well... What about all your friends here? Are they half dead too? Uh, well, they're robots, so. Robots? Oh, I see. Well, you know, maybe you might recognize them. Do I recognize them? <laughs> Why don't you take a closer look? Uh, the uh, the angel um, lets you aside. They're blushing a little bit. Uh huh. Um, from your angsty jack, angsty cool jacket, <laughs> your rebellious look. Um. <laughs> So you get a, you get past and you get a good look and um, in fact you do notice that um, they seem to have some sort of interesting like signature on them this magical signature one that seems very familiar to other magic that other um, sexy battle wizards that you know have done before like witches sorry what is, what is this exactly so. Uh, the w- the angel sees you kind of looking confusedly. Yeah. And, um, it the- looks familiar, but I'm not quite sure why, why I know it. She says, well, darling, um, one of your uh, scholars was trying to create some automatons that would hunt down and uncover the uh, and recover the hottest individuals in the lands. Uh, and unfortunately, the automatons took it to mean anything... That can make things hot. Oh. Well, that's just too bad because they didn't see anything hot until I came along. (laughs) Are you trying to charm the robots now as well? I don't think I can charm a robot, can I? Well, I mean, they're looking for things that are hot. So you could try. Or you could do something else. I don't don't think they can handle this. Uh, I, 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 I would probably say... Um... If there's, so wait, what, what what am I looking at in terms of this machinery? This like you said, it's so like they're, it's, like they're building like a machine that's going to make well, things. So explode-y. they're not building; they're essentially like collecting all of the ammunition into a pile. Into a pile, okay. and um, it looks like they're going to rig it to blow. Okay, like a big, big explosion. What if I? That's gonna uh, explode all over the, you know orderly militant people in this town. Yeah. Um, I want to uh, uh, try to, you know, make that not happen. Right. So um, all I could say is, is that I uh, probably... How many automatons are there, by the way? Um, There are around, like, five of them. And like can, five or six. Okay. Um, I am going to call on a beast, and we are going to get to work on these automatons. But I have to do one thing first let me let me let me what are you gonna do i'm gonna attack one of them and then so i'm gonna i'm gonna do a battle first and then i summon second okay 
And obviously, I'll have to deal with the ramifications of whatever happens after, if assuming I don't roll whatever I'm supposed to roll. The angel says, this should be fun, and kind of go lean, like flies off to the back and is just kind of watching from the sides. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're going to try to attack the automatons to get them at the stop. Yes. Um, all right. Roll. Roll. I, think, I would say... Because this is essentially, if you fight and successfully do this, um, it would basically stop the whole story. I'm going to say that the difficulty is, in fact, a six. Okay. Four. Four. Um, yeah. And what's your stress level right now? Four. Okay. So, you're okay, but... But? You do take stress... Be from this failure. Okay. And um, unfortunately, you go in for this attack, and it just kind of bounces off of them. And um, what? They're that impenetrable. Well, they don't bounce off them, but essentially, like you, you manage to hit some of them, but it doesn't really. You don't do enough damage, and now the robots are kind of speeding it up a little bit. And uh-huh. one of them has like basically like long fuse style has like lit the fuse, and it's now going. Okay. Like over to the you know big explodey pile. Okay, um, I call on a uh, alligator, uh, and <laughs> I will oh, see that the uh, no, I call on. Sorry, I call on. Yes, I call on a crocodile. Okay, and uh, I put some bait. I want. I want uh-huh. I, I, I to magically call some like bait, some okay. that, he, that to throw on the pile, so uh-huh. that the alligator, the crocodile, the crocodile will. <laughs> Uh, want to eat whatever is where anything in in this thing's path. So effectively, trying to get the crocodile to eat all of the explosives and wow. and all this stuff. I'm gonna find okay. a way to yeah. Okay, um, do that, and also don't forget that you can use determination to add another dice to your roll. All right, I can add it. T- I'll add determination. You know, just I'm, I'm letting you know. <laughs> I, I will do yeah. so. I'm going to add determination okay. for this. This is a big deal. This I, is a big deal. A the crocodile, difficulty is six on this. A crocodile yeah. is taking one for the team for this one. Yes. Uh, I, I'm talking like a big old croc. I'm not. Big, I'm, talk, I'm talking like Hook talk, Peter Pan. Yeah, like I, know, I was just about to say like that level <laughs> gigantic crocodile. Gigantic crocodile. Yeah. Um, like prehistoric stuff. Big fucking crocodile. Okay, so I'm adding determination to this so that... Okay. How much... So it was at one before. It was one. So now it's at zero. That's at zero. Because you're using it. Right. So I have... This is a wizard, so I'm putting in three for this, right? So what is your stat right now? For... For wizard. For wizard is two dice, so Okay, so now you have a third. Yeah. Okay. All right, croc, don't let me down. Go, go, go. I rolled a six. Hey, uh, so do you want to elaborate on how you managed <laughs> to get this crocodile to kind of stop everything? I, I, uh, I, I pricked uh, a little bit of my uh, skin, uh-huh. and I threw my sexy jacket, and I threw it in, and yeah. he scented the blood, and then he went in and he attacked the jacket. He ate everything in the path of this jacket. So that he has the scent of the blood, and he just ate everything in the path, so that uh, it's all right there. I don't know how big this pile is, but I know for a fact that once this mm-hmm. this crocodile yeah. has some bait, right? He's just going to eat everything else Fucking in the hungry. path. He's hungry, man. He hasn't eaten in like who knows how long. 
since he last time he was even Existed. summoned. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you do that. You you throw this leather. You throw this meat, and this this uh, gigantic crocodile is just like has like the saliva like oozing out of its giant maw, and it uh, goes in, and it um in like it takes a couple bites because it's a pretty big uh um pile, but yeah, he eats everything. Everything. <laughs> The robots and the angel are just. If robot could be dumbstruck, it would look. It would be dumbstruck. Like this is that's like this is as close as it can be to be like what the what. Yeah. It's just standing there. The robots are now kind of like touching the crocodile. Like what happened? Because I mean, yeah. Because over the course of um, you know, running over to the pile, I'll say that uh, the crocodile also ran over the lit fuse. <laughs> Okay. And put it out. So um, oh. that means there's nothing to explode anymore. So, so you just you just ate a bunch of explosives for uh, unlit explosives for nothing. Well, it still helps. It de- it did help. You, it, now you, you have got a giant appetite. crocodile that can't really move from <sighs> all the stuff in its stomach, but it's there. Uh, I could I could I, you know if there's one thing I've learned. Uh huh. If an animal eats something that he's not supposed to. Yeah. For one thing for being a dog owner <laughs> bleach and uh, peanut butter you're gonna try to vomit it back up yeah okay um, you, so you can do that I mean if you want to these robots are kind of like they're like kind of unsure what to do now I, I mean I'll, I'll, I'll they kill they seem to I'll have still, malfunctioned I could kill them too I can kill the robots they are moving towards you now as yeah. uh, you know I'll, 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 I'll roll a battle okay sure roll a battle I'll put it at a difficulty four Oh, one. Oh, no. Oh, just in time for the end of the show. Oh, uh, all right. Well, I mean, that's more stress than you can handle. Yeah. So you do manage to stop this outright, like, explosion of this town. Um, and you're, like, relieved. You're like, oh, no, this poor crocodile. I'm going to have to help him, like, figure out what to do with all of this, like, terrible <laughs> shit inside of him. And then as you're thinking this and being like, oh, fuck, now these, like, Robots are gonna try to, you know, grab me because I'm the hottest thing here. You kind of go, and you are back at the college. Responds, so close. Um, you hear a voice uh, in your head from the angel going, "That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's that that was fun. I'll have to report back to the other angels goodbye." And uh, I think that's the adventure. That's the adventure. That's it. Amazing. <laughs> um. Wow. You know, so that definitely worked. It was really complicated. Um, how was that for you? You know, I think I could have made it a little easier for myself. <laughs> but that's the story of my whole entire life in I general. I mean, I feel like when you're working with what you got, I feel like Sexy Battle Wizards has a lot of like, uh, basically you can just random roll for your stats to pre-make them. Yeah. Um, and I want to go into this, but we only have 30 seconds. So we're not going to go into it. Okay. Thank you for listening to Gameplay Radio. And thank you again, Alon, for being here. Thank you, Aaron. Please make sure to listen to Lost and Rewound um, on Thursday afternoons. And uh, make sure to check in here uh, with us on Twitter at Aaron is a bird. Yes, I know that's silly. Uh, and on our show page at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash gameplay radio. Um, and we'll see you next time. Bye.